Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fangirl Podcast. <laughs> this is Liz, I'm hosting the Fangirl Podcast, and this week I have an old friend from work joining me from Austin, Texas, my friend Colleen. So Colleen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like a celebrity. This is great. I know, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, I basically am a celebrity considering my last name is spelled the same as Ariana Grande's. So, yeah, I mean, you should get the VIP service wherever you go because we share the last name with Ari. Yeah, I should just tell everyone that I'm her sister and just go with it. Be like, yeah, she doesn't really talk about me that much. <laughs> Long lost sisters. We found each other on 23 and May. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyway. um I'm really glad you're here. It's really good to see you. And we're going to be talking about Ariana Grande today. Woo! The really, she's honestly the first, the first pop star that I've ever really been fangirling over. Like, Mm, really? I had just, so I, I have a classical music background. So for the longest time, I mean, I guess when I was growing up, I obviously was like into like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and such. And then I went through a phase where I was like, I'm too good for pop music. You know, like I'm a classical clarinetist. I can't listen to that garbage. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then I realized that that was stupid and that there's value in all different kinds of music. And then I discovered Ariana and I was like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's no going back after no going back. There's really not. I mean, she's just like, she's the whole package. She's such an amazing singer and her songs are so catchy. And I just like, and she's just stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not fair. I couldn't agree more. I think like going back to what, what you said about pop music, I have always been a huge pop music fan. And for a while, like when I was in college, I went to college in Vermont. It was like, if you didn't listen to jam bands and the Grateful Dead, then you were a loser. So I was like, <laughs> of course I like the jam bands and the Grateful Dead and Fish like of course I like them but I also secretly love Britney fucking Spears like I love her so much who doesn't (laughs) she's amazing another classic another classic we're gonna do an episode on Britney as well so you know it's it's gonna be great but I think people like oftentimes give a bad rap to pop music or it gets brushed off as just like catchy stupid you know sex sells pop music sells whatever but artists like ariana grande are classically trained vocalists she's been on broadway multiple times she has an amazing range she's super successful she's a songwriter she's won grammys like pop music is not something you can just like brush off yeah it was based in so many different types of music like ariana when she first started out she wanted to be an r&b artist you know yeah so there's like elements of r&b and hip-hop and you know even classical music that is, I think, influences pop music. So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think that's why I started kind of loosening up on the on it a bit. Because for me, it was just like, there were a bunch of pop singers, and I honestly can't even name any right now because I'm blanking, but there were, I feel like there were a bunch of people in pop that I felt like didn't have talent and that they were like, they were just something pretty to look at. And that really got me I think that's what turned me off from pop is like I feel like there's a bunch of people that you're like they're pretty mediocre and the only thing going for them is that they're very attractive and Mm -hmm. they have good producers like that's the other Mm -hmm. thing that I I 
had never really looked into. And then I started dating my now husband and he's really into indie music. And he was like, oh, like you don't, you don't know who the producer was of this album. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, that's like a huge thing. Like producing is way harder than being like, than being the the singer or whatever in a band or. And so I, that's when I started getting into it. And then I was like, like, okay, people like Ariana though are like, the, she is really the whole package and then I kind of opened up to other artists and was like okay I can stop being such a snob about this yeah no I agree with you I think early 90s that was like the golden era of boy bands and girl pop star singers we got Britney Spears that era and Jessica Simpson and Christina Aguilera and like a bunch of other one-hit wonders that didn't really go anywhere and the band O-Town I think is a perfect example it was like making the band it was on tv it was five good-looking dudes that were like mediocre singers, but they became this like overnight sensation. And that was like the golden era of pop music in the 90s. It was like music producers or music companies were just like churning out these one-hit wonders, mm-hmm. attractive, on MTV TRL a couple times, and then you never hear from them again. Have, you, be- ever, um, have no. you ever seen the movie The Wonders? I think that's what it's called. I don't think so, no. It's uh, you'd really like it. It's fr- it's like a pop group, pop group in quotes from like the '60s. It's, it's fictional, but it's Tom Hanks is like a producer, and basically they have this one hit that they play, and like they get picked up by all these radio stations. Um, oh no, it's called that thing you do. I'm sorry, the band is called the Wonders. Uh, but it's called that thing you do, and they um get picked up by by this you know record label, and they basically just go on tour playing that one song, and like the <laughs> joke is that they're the one hit wonders, you know. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, but it's that is like what I kind of associated pop music with is like okay, well you're not talented, you got lucky, you wrote one cool song, and then you're just gonna fall off the face of the earth and nobody's gonna remember you that was the 90s that was I think the business model for most music companies in the 90s it was like find a couple like semi-talented teenagers make them pop stars two hit songs cash out that was it you know yeah which like isn't a bad business model if you're thinking about it from purely a business standpoint and not like a contributing to a good music you know, selection. And you're just like, oh, great. I'm going to cash out. It's like, it's like friends money, you know, like why would, why would any of the friends people ever do anything else after that? They were the one show we're done. You know, it's like, if I had the opportunity, like if somebody were like, Colleen, you are going to be the next pop star and you're going to make two songs and then you're going to fall off the face of the earth. I'd be like, hell yeah. Give me that payday. (laughs) I can retire at 28. Who cares? Yeah. Fuck it. (laughs) so so maybe that's why people for a long time did not give pop music its credit yeah for sure I think that's part of the reason but anyway in 1993 we got Ariana Grande she was born in 93 she's only like 28 right now which is crazy um but she's wonderful and fantastic and I guess what I'm going to talk to you about is like how did you discover her what does her music mean to you what are some of your favorite songs we can talk about like the lyrics and the art, the albums. So let's just get into it. How did you first hear about Ariana Grande? Gosh, that's a really good question. I'm like trying to think back. I'm trying to remember my first like Ariana Grande song. I think it was something off of, I feel like I've heard um, that bang bang song that she did with mm-hmm. what's her face. Yeah. Um, I'm bad at names. 
<laughs> she, I remember that one, but I didn't really think anything of it because she doesn't really show off her vocal talents in that one as much. You know, it's just kind of a more generic pop song. Excuse me. Yeah. And then I think when I started, the first time that I listened to, um, what's the album called? Dangerous Woman. I was like, oh my God. I don't even know who turned me on. It might've been my best friend, Meg, because I feel like she introduces me to everything beautiful and perfect in the world. (laughs) But um, I just remember I heard, like I listened to the album all the way through. That's another thing that I never had really done before um I and that's also a reason why I'm a stickler on pop music and just music in general is like I like I think an album is only as good as it is from top to bottom Mm -hmm. so it's like if you have three hit songs I don't want to hear it you know I want I want it to be a cohesive and good album from start to finish Mm -hmm. and I remember listening to Dangerous Woman and I was like this is it this is the good album from top to bottom her vocal range is insane her Mm -hmm. songs are so catchy and I was like I'm in love with her and then um she came out when she came out with her next album's uh, I was already madly in love and I was like waiting for them to come out. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Dangerous Woman, it's crazy. So I was doing some research on her. Dangerous Woman was her third album. That's wild. Yeah. She's 28 years old and she's already had one, two, three, four, five, six full length albums. To put that in perspective, Adele is 32 and she's only released three records. And I'm not comparing Adele versus Ari. They're both incredible. But Ariana, like literally like she put out her first album in 2013. Prior to that, she was on Nickelodeon. She was in a few Broadway shows. She did a lot of theater as a child. She released her first album in 2013, which is called Yours Truly. And that was a pretty big success. Like the song, um, The Way with Mac Miller is on that record. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, She had another song on the record called Right There with Big Sean. So like right out the gate, she had some pretty like, you know, heavy hitters in the hip hop world on her first album. So I think that's pretty cool. And then her second album came out literally 12 months later. It's called My Everything. And that's the album with, on this album, she had Iggy Azalea featured, Zed, Big Sean, Cashmere Cat, Childish Gambino. Can you imagine like working with Childish Gambino on your second record? That's why I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. She had The Weeknd on her second album. Um, ASAP Ferg and then Bang Bang with Jesse J and Nicki Minaj was on her second album which is called My Everything so I was really impressed by that because I don't remember specifically hearing her song for the first time anywhere I had heard her on different tracks I had heard her on the Bang Bang song I heard her on the Problem song with Iggy Azalea yeah I remember that one too she was like singing over a rap hook whatever and then I found her records I was like holy shit she's actually incredible and her albums are like minimum 14 or 15 songs long. They're long albums. They're yeah. Really for your buck when you purchase an Ariana Grande record. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's funny too, because I feel like, and that's the other thing that I remember like listening to it all the way through and it went by so much quicker than I thought it would. So it's like, she's got, you know, 14 songs on her albums and they're all really good. 
and they're all so they're they don't it's not like they're they're super similar you know it's not like every song is kind of the same like for example if you're gonna listen to like fish or something you're gonna throw mm-hmm. on an album you might be like mm, this is all very similar it's like mm-hmm. she has a she does a really good mix of you know like fast songs slow songs bops like it's just incredible yeah and it's funny because she really wanted to be an r&b singer when she first started out like she was quoted in a in a billboard article saying like I went in to meet with my producers in LA. I was 14 years old. And I said, I wanted to make an R&B record. And they responded by saying, you're 14. Who's going to buy an R&B record from a 14 year old? <laughs> That's fair. Which is fair. Yeah. <laughs> but then she started, you know, her first album was very much a pop record. But I think more and more she gets more hip hop influences, more R&B influences. And then she can, you know, whip out a nice ballad every now and then and do like a Whitney Houston kind of sob story love song you know yeah. she's got a lot of range to her voice you know she's got a lot of range to her work you know she's pop r&b hip-hop i mean you could consider her to be i mean you could play one of her songs like at a wedding you know oh definitely i played a lot of ariana grande songs in my wedding <laughs> <laughs> i actually had this whole plan um the song Into You from Dangerous Woman. I had this whole plan that I was going to play it and have this really, like I was going to pull Matt out of the dance floor and like embarrass the shit out of him by doing like a really funny dance. And I ended up being too sick at my wedding to do it, but it was going to be great. (laughs) Well, maybe like your anniversary, you can like recreate the moment, but you won't be sick. (laughs) That's the dream. (laughs) Um, Speaking of that song, I'm glad you brought that up because that song, Into You, from the Dangerous Woman album, is one of my all-time favorites. It's so good. Um, I'm going to play a little intro to it right now because the intro is just so good. Take a little dance break here if you like. I think I love this song because it's got a great rhythm and beat to it. And it starts out really slow and then it builds up got a good build really good build oh great at the builds great at the builds (laughs) i have a bunch of gay friends and they always say that this is like a big deal when it comes on at the club (laughs) (laughs) so the interesting thing about this song is as you get towards i'm going to pause it now once you get towards the middle of the song um or even towards the bridge of the song she samples an elvis presley song on this song what yes so fun fact um as she goes into the song, she goes, a little less conversation and a little more touch my body. I never even thought of that. That's an Elvis sample. Yeah. Elvis sample from, what is the name of the song? Um, basically, his lyrics are, little less conversation, little more action through and through that song. Yep. Uh, that's an Elvis sample. And she's done that with a couple of other songs. Like on the song, I think it's Thank You Next, she samples Sync. Yeah, she's a huge NSYNC fan. Oh, yes, and I am here for that. I mean, the minute I heard Thank You Next and I hear um, the sample from It Makes Me Ill, the NSYNC song, I was like, whoa, Ari, what is going on here? I'm going to play a little bit of Thank You Next now, too, because why not? This is the start of Thank You Next. And we got to talk about the video for Thank You Next as well, because it's incredible. But this song is cool because towards the middle here, I think it's right around here. Thank you. 
But yeah, in this song, she samples a instinct sample, which I heard and I was just like blown away because I never expected to hear a song from NSYNC in an Ariana Grande song, like 20 years later. Right. But it's so good. I feel like she's done it more. I, there's more that I'm thinking of, but I can't, like, I know she's done more, but I can't think of the exact examples. But I feel like every time I'm listening to song, I'm like, wait, I feel like I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like she does a pretty good job of like honoring her. Like, I feel like she's just, she stays true to what's important to her and what like influenced her. And I think that's like a breath of fresh air. She's not just like putting shit out because that's what other people want to hear. She's putting it out because it's like something that she feels passionately about. Yeah. I think she's really creative with that stuff too. Like she, I think has really mastered the element of a catchy lyric and a lyric that can be easily Instagrammable you know yeah basically every lyric from thank you next or seven I, like i i like it i see it i want it i got it everybody I, now. I remember the so the first time i was listening to that full album and or maybe she released seven rings as a single i think before mm-hmm. the album dropped and i remember listening to it the first time and like laughing and being like what is this woman even doing and then by the second listen I was like obsessed with it already. I was like, no, I can get behind this. Like, good for her. She doesn't need a man. She's sitting here. She's buying her friends gifts with all of this money that she's making from her incredible success. Yep. Like, you fucking do you, girl. Get it. She's, she's got it figured out, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics, Seven Rings, right now. And um, it's just so good. It's just so good. This song is... One of my favorite lyrics in this one is black card is my business card. <laughs> I love the this way be setting the tone for me. I don't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. It's so good. I think she's so funny. That whole like bit in the middle where she starts with the like um like the the quote unquote rapping portion of it. I just like I was like, I love this. She's so funny. Yeah. Well the the start of this song is very sound of music. Breakfast oh yeah with knees and bottles of bubbles have That's you watched fun. the um there's somebody that did like a <laughs> i need to find it if you haven't seen it because it's hilarious they did like the remake of it but she sang it like maria from seven rings uh, nice. <laughs> uh, or sorry from sound yeah, music it's so funny is every it's a take on my favorite thing from the sound of music yeah which is incredible and then you mentioned the rapping portion of the song it's like yeah, the little the lyrics are my wrist stop watching my neck is flossy make big deposits my gloss is popping you like my hair gee thanks just bought it i see it i like it i want it i got it <laughs> i just love it oh, like wow. get it girl <laughs> do it and the music video for that music for that song is like incredible mm-hmm. and she so have you seen her live before i've never seen her live no i'm dying to see her live Oh my God. It was, um, a spiritual experience for me. Um, I went to go see her last year. So it was the sweetener slash, um, thank you next tour. And she performed that song and like, she like from the ground comes this graffitied car Mm-hmm. and she like has all of her friends and so she's like dancing and she's got like you know she's got the the typical Ari look where like her like fur coat is like only on one shoulder and she just mm-hmm. like looks incredible and she um 
like does some of the dances that were from that um that music video and she's just like that was the other thing I was impressed about her when I saw her live was I kind of just expected her to stand in the middle of stage the stage and belt you know what I mean like she's got the voice why do you need to be able to dance Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and I just assumed she would be a bad dancer but she actually did a really like she put on a good show it like told a story the the way that she like that the what's the word I'm looking for not the layout but like the the order of the songs was like made a lot of sense and it just went really well together and like her whole aesthetic like that whole I feel like that whole tour was very much like um out of this world like stars moons all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and like she brought everything that she has on like her Instagram presence and her like aesthetic in general she like brought to the show and it was so fun to watch oh my god it was incredible I'm actually surprised to hear you say that she was dancing because in all of her videos she doesn't really dance she doesn't have any like choreography she's not like a dancer and I was like okay well that you know, she can act, she can sing, but she can't dance. <laughs> right. That's what I assume too. But I think, I feel like I looked it up before the show. Cause I was like curious and it, it seems like she's, she's probably, I feel like she's been rehearsing a lot and trying to get better at her dancing to make it like a little bit more cohesive. She still does walk around and just kind of like mm-hmm. strut and belt, you know, like yeah. really. And I'm and like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, yeah, that's all you need to do. You, who cares if you can dance? I don't care. Yeah, like sit in a chair. I don't give a shit. Like have your backup dancers do it. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but she did a really good job. But that was like, I think that was one of my favorite songs from it was the, Granted, Seven Rings isn't my favorite Ariana song, but it was one of my favorite to watch because I felt like she got really into it. And since it's not a ton of singing, like if you really listen to the song, it's it's not like belt worthy. She's not like busting out a bunch of high notes. It's more of a fun song. So she definitely got to like do more choreography with it. And it was really fun to watch. That's awesome. Oh my God. I would love to go see her live. I um, actually just put up the lyrics to Break Up With Your Girlfriend, which is another classic Ari song and this is the song where she samples NSYNC and it's towards the end of the song it's towards the bridge and the lyrics are you can say I'm Hayden if you want to but I only hate on her because I want you and the NSYNC version is you can say I'm crazy if you want to but I only hate on him because I want you it's very similar to this and the first time I heard this I was like immediately transported back to my like childhood bedroom I was 12 years old I was singing the song it makes me ill by NSYNC and the first time I heard the song I was like wait why do I know the words to this and I was like oh it's because it's an NSYNC song she's literally sampling an NSYNC song in her new I love it yeah that's what I think I was thinking of for you and they leave like these like different little like nuggets of songs for you just makes my day yeah it's pretty amazing she does a really good job with it too especially because like and it's funny because I guess she's she was born in 93 so I guess it makes sense but she does a really good job of like throwback to stuff from the 90s which is just so fun she's very good at like she knows her personal brand and she knows her brand is like feminine girly but also kind of a bad bitch yeah 90s nostalgia Right. That is, that is a very good explanation of her like aesthetic. (laughs) She's got it dialed in and I think it it works in her favor. Like I thought that from, so from the new album, like I laughed so hard. I don't remember what the song is called because I haven't listened to it that much. Let me look at the, 
um, things. Maybe it's just called my hair, but she like even has, she sings a song about how she doesn't let people touch her hair, but like, maybe she'll make an exception for you. And I thought that was so fucking funny. Like such an Ariana move where she's just like, my hair is, cause I was thinking even, I was just like, I was just listening to that song and you're right. She, she is talking about her hair. Like her, her obsession with her hair and like her high ponytail is like so classically Ariana. I'm curious if she ever like strays. I remember for the thank you next video, she like was posting photos of her with the short hair and people were like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) yeah, her ponytail is like her signature hair. That's, that's her thing. You know, it's like, it works. Yeah. And I mean, she looks great all the time, but she definitely spends a fortune on extensions, you know? Like in mm-hmm. the song videos, you like my hair? Gee, thanks. Just bought it. <laughs> like, like, I wonder how much money she spends on. Um, <laughs> I wonder how much money this woman has spent on her just extensions in the last year. It's probably rivals Donald Trump's uh, <laughs> hair, hair and makeup budget. <laughs> I wonder if they go to the same stylist. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so the song, My Hair. I'm going to read these lyrics. I think they're just genius. Um, The lyrics are, I'm going to give you some instructions that you can't be scared to try. I want you to touch it softly like the way you do my mind. It's got body and it's smooth to the touch, the same way as my skin. Don't you be scared to run your hands through my hair, baby, because that's why it's there. Come run your hands through my hair. Ooh, baby, don't don't you be scared. Come run your hands through my hair. I love it. Don't let people touch it, but tonight you get a pass. (laughs) That's so funny. Like, I mean, love it. I bet she definitely doesn't let people touch her hair. Not when you spend that much money on it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's almost like museum quality. I wouldn't let people touch it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so I, I remember, so when this new album came out, I'm not a huge fan of it. I also, I feel like every time she comes out with a new album, I need to listen to it like 20 times before I'm fully in love with it. Mm-hmm. But there's something about this one that I think she she just didn't quite hit it as, as much as she did the last two albums, which is fine. I mean, she's still mm-hmm. it's still great and it's still really catchy. But I like was talking to my husband about how I wanted to listen I was like oh I'm excited to when she drops her new album it was like the day before it came out and he was like I'm sure it's just gonna like the lyrics are gonna be super sexual and I'm not gonna be into it and I was like because he's like he grew up Catholic you know Catholic guilt and I, I laughed and I was like maybe and then I got to this second song on the album which is 34 <laughs> plus 35 and I was like oh god and I remember sending um I was talking in a group chat with my husband and our friends and and Matt said something really funny fuck what was it it was so good he was like yeah clearly Ari's very horny during this lockdown (laughs) I was like you're not wrong I mean so let me here I have the lyrics pulled up because I think this is I'll I'll read you my favorite one Colleen tell us the name of the song it's 34 plus 35 is the Mm. name of the song what does that equal (laughs) (laughs) um oh my god it's so bad okay wait wait wait. where was the one there's like a my favorite bit that I just thought it was so goddamn funny I mean it's a great title for a song I mean when I first saw that title I was like what is 34 what is she gonna sing about the number 34 about what is she Same. gonna sing about the number 35 about I don't know and then I was like wait 34 plus 35 uh oh that's what she's singing about 
oh boy and it's because you get to the chorus and you you haven't heard it yet and you're like I don't know maybe she's just singing about something nice and then she's (laughs) like the lyrics are can you stay up all night fuck me till the daylight 34 plus 35 and I was like oh my god and then there's oh these are the lyrics that I thought was so funny baby you might need a seatbelt when I ride it I'm gonna leave it open like a door come inside it even though I'm wifey you can hit it like a side chick don't need no side dick damn girl oh my god I was like she's absolutely horny and like good for her you know (laughs) you know what she has always been very bold and honest and she's done a lot of songs in the past like dangerous woman yeah pretty pretty sexy song the video for that it's just her in lingerie that's it yeah I'm into it (laughs) (laughs) she pulls it off I'm just saying 23 when that song came out when I was 23 I was like like wearing sweatpants to bed like every night not looking right I was not cute nope (laughs) um I also just thought the the, so the end I remember getting to the end of 34 35 and like I was like that was a dirty song and her last thing is means I want a 69 with you no shit and I was like oh my god she just said it so after all this time of like pretending that she wasn't gonna say 69 she's like yeah just 69 thanks (laughs) (laughs) clarify in case you guys didn't know the name of the record is positions so that you knew it was going to be very dirty you know what I mean (laughs) so that yeah like when I first heard the record I was like oh positions like this is going to be like a hot and heavy kind of album but then watching the video for positions she's in it's kind of like a cute flirty video but she's in different positions such as being the president being in the kitchen having a cabinet full of women and people of color is amazing so I think she's kind of like doing like little wordplay here. I think she, everyone, maybe Ariana assumed that everybody would think, oh, my album's called Position. It's going to be like a dirty, sexy album, which it kind of is. But she's also implying like positions can mean different roles and in like your professional life. Yeah. And different roles in your career and different roles in your family. Like positions, you know, maybe we should get our heads out of the gutter for five minutes and think about Ariana as the president, not just as somebody who wants a 69 all day. Yeah, I think it's also like, I think she does a really good job of of kind of being pros, you know, pro-sex and pro-sexuality. And like, mm-hmm. I literally was just having this conversation with my husband the other day because, and it wasn't about Ariana, it was about somebody else, but just like society in general is just so anti-sex and well at least American society and anti like sexuality like a woman can't express her sexuality if she does she's a slut she's a whore like she's not worthy of love she's not worthy to have a job because if you have you know if you post it let's for example I have a friend that has you know her normal Instagram account which is still pretty sexual and then she has like a like a sexual one that's specifically like pro sex pro like toys like just like trying to like spread like it's okay to accept your sexuality and to you know like want to have sex and want Mm -hmm. to masturbate like those are normal human things and like nobody likes to talk about it and she's a teacher and Matt was like that's so scary like imagine being a teacher and like having that and like what if you could lose your job and I'm like but we shouldn't be at that point in society like Mm -hmm. I should be able to have a private account that's Mm pro-sex that 
I can express my sexuality and to my private followers and not be worried, you know, like we have a friend that's a doctor that, that does like pole dancing and takes like sexy photos and stuff. And it's like amazing, but she's a pediatrician. That doesn't mean she's not good at her job. She's still an amazing doctor. Mm -hmm. It's like, I love that Ariana is a model for young, you know, it's a two two, double-edged sword, I guess. I love that she's a role model for young people to kind of look up to and be like, it's okay for me to be a businesswoman. It's okay for me to aspire to be a president. It's okay for me to do this and be sexual and, you know, tell people that I like sex and tell my partner what to do when we're in the bedroom like that's okay to do I think that's huge like and I know not everyone's on board with it yet but I think it's really important like I remember I went to when I went to see her there was this oh my god I almost died it was so my ovaries like almost exploded there's these this family like this mom with these two little girls Mm -hmm. that were like walking to their seats and they walk by us and both of the little girls had like platform shoes on and a like a knee length uh t-shirt but like like a pink one like like kind of like Ari would wear because she loves wearing like sweatshirts with high heels you know yeah um, and like their high ponytails and I was like oh my gosh they're like looking up to her and it's so sweet and I think that's so sweet. that's so sweet I love that and I totally agree with you about all of that I think with Ariana and with lots of other pop stars too like Britney Spears is a great example you know she did I'm a slave for you and kind of came out as being a more like you know sexualized making out with Madonna at the VMAs and she got slammed for it you know everyone said oh Britney you're a role model how can you do this how can you put this show on there's millions of little girls watching you you're a role model and she made a statement once she was like I never asked to be a role model I'm an adult I'm living my life. I want to express myself through my music this way. And she still got slammed for it. And that was like maybe 20 years ago. So I think we've evolved and become a bit more progressive since then. But I think with Ariana, and not just with Ariana, with a lot of other pop stars, I think Cardi B is a great example, Nicki Minaj. I think they're women that are definitely bold and assertive and know what they want. And they're not afraid to be vocal about you know their femininity their sexuality but I think they're also know that you know it's trendy right now to I guess like wear revealing stuff have really sexy videos I mean Cardi B just wrote a song called WAP we all know what that stands for like I think she did it because she wanted to do it but she also knows that like sex sells yeah they're doing this because a I don't know they have ideas they want to project and and be creative and make their music and live their lives. But I think sometimes people are also doing it because it's like business and it's going to give you a lot of money. It's going to get you a lot of clicks on YouTube. It's going to get you a lot of likes on Instagram. So I think that's part of it. The other part of it is like the critical reception. So like Ariana Grande has an incredible voice and she's super naturally gifted. Like her parents were not musicians. They were not artists. She was just born with this like God-given talent. And I read an article once about how Bette Midler was, um, you know, talking about Ariana and her career. And, and basically, you know, the statement from the article was like, Ariana is so talented. Why does she have to take off her clothes? Like she's so talented. She doesn't need to take off her clothes and all of that. And I was like, I kind of see that. Like she is very talented. She could stand there in a fucking like cardboard box and sing on concert and on stage. And I would still pay a lot of money to go and see her. Same. 
She'd pull off that cardboard box for sure. <laughs> she would look great in a cardboard box. <laughs> she would look great. But a lot of people, like older people, I guess people who have been in the industry for a long time, people like Bette Midler who were on Broadway and in films and musicals and super long career. I guess to their point, it's like, she's so talented. She doesn't need to be sexual. Why is she doing this? Yeah. And people like can't, can't separate those two things, you know? Yeah, it's also unfortunate because I feel like it's sex sells, right? And there's a reason that sex sells and it's men. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we've throughout all of history catered to what men like and what's going to work for men. And so for, it's also tough because it's, and we, we, we value youth and being thin and all these standard beauty things that are bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why wouldn't Ariana be able to show off her beautiful body you know it's like mm-hmm. she's she works hard for that shit like she works out all the time and it's like mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just let a woman if she wants to wear no clothes let her wear no clothes same with Lizzo you know what I mean like you look at Lizzo and people are like how dare she why doesn't she cover up and it's like okay like calm down you Mormons like just let this fat girl be a fat girl she's amazing and it's just like so irritating for me so it's like yeah. sex sells and there's a reason that it sells and it's not females mm-hmm. but now we're kind of changing the tides where it's like sex might sell because females are feeling empowered by it and feeling mm-hmm. like they can be themselves and it's like why have we always sold sex to men and not to women absolutely totally it drives me nuts so it's like yeah. I, if Ariana wants to put on a cardboard box and, and sing she can absolutely do it and people will absolutely be there and if Ariana wants to wear lingerie be my guest you know I'm so glad you said that because it it makes perfect sense and one of the reasons why I follow Lizzo on social media is a because I love her music but b because like she's so empowering and she is so like just aware of who she is and yeah she's posting these like selfies where she's in like a tiny bikini and she's not your typical teeny tiny skinny girl and I'm like this is what I needed to see when I was like 12. Like, I wish I had seen this stuff when I was a kid. Cause I exactly. would have as insecure, you know? Exactly. Like we need more people that are going to be sex positive and body positive. And while Ariana is probably not body positive, but I don't think that's because she's starving herself. I think that's just naturally, she is a thinner person. Mm-hmm. And it's like people like Lizzo are going to be more, you know, curvy and that's, that's like, let's celebrate it. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, it's just unfair of you to, of society in general to put these people in a box based off of their size. And it's like, well, most people I know don't have a huge problem with Ariana wearing, you know, I'm looking at her dangerous woman video where she's like in the leather, like lingerie thing with like the bunny ears. Like I've never once had a conversation with somebody being like, how dare she put that on her cover? Like she's barely wearing any clothes. And it's like, meanwhile, you have Lizzo and they're like, I can't follow her. It's so wrong. It was just like, just let people be people. And the thing with sexualizing like lyrics is like, I love oh my god I I feel like I've gotten so many Facebook arguments with people who complain about you know the sexualization of of Ariana and her lyrics and how it's so sex forward but it's like heavy or WAP oh my gosh I can't tell you how many old people have been complaining about WAP but then you're like look at any song from any male R&B star pop star maybe not rock star but like rapper they're sexual as hell 
Let's go back to Elvis Presley, okay? He was the first white guy on TV, moving his hips, gyrating, so to speak. The networks only showed him from the waist up because they thought his dancing was too sexual and inappropriate, okay? Elvis Elvis gyrated so Cardi B could whop, okay? Exactly. <laughs> We've built this up. Do not ruin this for us. Let us enjoy the whop. But that's i mean that's like honestly the thing for all of this really <sighs> so it's true all, it's all white guys fault again <laughs> <laughs> they ruin everything. everything oh my god but i think that's I why i love ariana so much now is just yeah. like i feel so grateful that she is a role model to kids and that she's a role model to adults to kind of just be like be yourself like sing about sex if that's what you want to sing about or she you know she oh my gosh I remember the first time I was talking to uh Matt about um it's like the I don't remember what song it's from but it's from her one of her older albums where she talks about I like the way you lick the bowl somehow you're she said something like that and I remember being like oh is she talking about ice cream and it's (laughs) literally a sexual term that I did not know and I just remember being like oh good for her (laughs) you've taught me so many things <laughs> yeah if you don't uh listeners if you don't know what licking the bowl is i suggest you google it but don't google it at work <laughs> in incognito mode okay <laughs> oh my god that's amazing that's so funny um speaking of her songs i want to talk about one more song from her new album it's called just like magic and i listened to it today and heard the lyrics and it just really spoke to me. Um, I'm gonna read the lyrics here. So just like magic, um, the chorus is good karma, my aesthetic, keep my conscience clear. That's why I'm so magnetic. Manifest it, I finessed it. Take my pen and write some love. That has to happen. Just like magic, just like magic. Middle finger to my thumb and then I snap it. Just like magic, I'm attractive. I get everything I want because I attract it. This speaks to me on so many levels. I feel like this year has been like a year full of bad energy and I'm really trying to turn it around these days. And I like how she is all about manifesting good energy and attracting it to you, just like magic. So I feel that as well. Like I literally was listening to that in the shower before I was getting ready to record this because I was like, I really like the song and I think it's really good. And I agree, like, I feel like the lyrics are just so empowering. And it's just like, like, I know that obviously, you know, she says like, oh, I I get everything I want because I attract it. But it's like, obviously not. You get everything you want because you also have money. But she's <laughs> in this position right now because yeah. she attracts things. And she is a magnetic personality. Like, she's so sweet to her friend. Like, I, I follow her on Instagram and she's so sweet with her friends and like, even when I went to go see her live, the opener was one of her friends. It was like an, uh, an up and coming artist. I can't remember her name now, um, but she was absolutely incredible. And like, she's helping build her friends up into these like positions where they're going to be more and more popular. Cause it's like, if you're on an Ariana Grande album or you, you know, were on tour with her, like people are going to listen to that. And I think it's really nice that she's using her power and her position to you know, lift her friends up and lift other people up. And it's just like, and she even posts about it. She posted about the election all the time. Like, Hey, register. Like when I went to go see her, 
there was a registration to vote like table at all of her concerts where she was like here because she knows her base is young so she's like hey if you're of voting age like go to that line go sign up register to vote and vote in the next election and I think that's like love that it's while she's not like particularly backing one person or the other like it's clear like that she's trying to get people to be active in their communities and I think that's like huge especially because she knows her base is so young yeah and she's from Florida like she knows the power of her home state you know exactly um I love that I think every concert I mean should have a voter registration drive think about the thousands of people going to concerts maybe that'll be my next gig I'll just go to concerts and register people to vote. Do it. We could do that. Just like partner with them. I mean, that's a, that's like um, like Taylor Swift is recently. I mean, I guess not recently. It was a couple of years ago, but like she finally came out and was like, "Listen, like we can't let people like Trump run our country. Like we yeah. need to speak out against them and like go register to vote." And that was like, mm-hmm. I mean, that could be career suicide for some of these women, especially. And that's the thing, like, it's particularly about Ariana and Taylor and like all these female artists that are in Lizzo that I look up to. It's like, because I look up to them because they could, they could be risking their career. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. making yep. a statement like that could be the demise of Taylor Swift just because she was country yep. and now is pop. And it's like, she's alienating half of her base, maybe more mm-hmm. who have been following her since she was in country and maybe they support Trump. And it's like, I think that's, it's very admirable. Like they don't need to do that. Totally agree with you. And just like Brittany being like, Oh, I didn't sign up to be a role model. It's like, mm-hmm. yep. well, you are. And it's great that you're using your, your platform to like get through to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could talk about Taylor Swift for hours. I'm going to do a whole episode on her, but in the Miss Americana documentary on Netflix. Yeah. So good. Amazing. There's a whole section about when she wanted to in 2018, endorse the democratic challenger in the primaries in Tennessee. And she was, there was a Republican um, candidate running Marsha Blackburn who unfortunately won that Senate race, but Taylor felt so compelled to speak out about it. She, you know, officially with her publicist like published, uh, you know, a photo on Instagram saying she was supporting the democratic candidate. Local press outlets called it the swift lift because they thought that because she was gonna register so many voters, she was going to like turn the Senate in Tennessee blue. It didn't happen, unfortunately, but I think she got like 200,000 new voter registrations from that one Instagram post when she was promoting this Democratic challenger. That's huge. That's like registering an, an entire city. That's massive. Yeah, especially for these people like Ariana and Taylor who not, the rules don't apply to them, you know, like... Mm-hmm they're in another level. It's just like, same with the 1%, right? They're part of the 1%. They could just ignore it and continue to make millions of dollars and have all their fans adore them and just not give a fuck of what the policies are for gay people or trans people. You know, it's like, they could easily just be like, fuck it, whatever. I'm just going to make my millions and, and, and roll with it. But it's, so it's like, it's especially empowering when they, stand up for something even though they don't need to. Absolutely. And I think there's so much, I think they're doing that because they are genuinely good people and they're invested in the political process here. But I think there's also a lot of pressure on celebrities nowadays to oh, for sure. speak out and speak up. So I, I'm i going to 
choose that they are doing it for the right reasons, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, like go vote for Biden or like whatever. And they probably don't give a shit. But yeah. I think Taylor and Ariana, they're invested in helping register young people to vote, helping get out the vote, helping improve, you know, the lives of people in the LGBT community, you know, women, people of color. I think they're really invested in those causes. And that makes me love them even more. Right. <laughs> Same. It's just like, I know. Love it. I just, I, I know that they could get away with not saying anything. And I know that we do put a lot of pressure on celebrities and artists to kind of speak out, but it's also like you live in this country as well. And especially with somebody like, you know, all these people that we're talking about, they have a ton of people that they're friends with in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, a vote, like not standing up for that because we're, we've become so divided and that the political spectrum is so, you know, everything's so far apart and every, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, well, my one issue is this thing and I'm just going to vote for that one thing. And it's like, maybe that's still the case, but it's like, literally there is a party that's actively trying to take away rights from gay people. (laughs) And it's like, that's, it's, it's, so it's like, they're recognizing that, you know, maybe in normal times, you know, the before times before Donald Trump, maybe they wouldn't have had to come out and speak out against this, but like, they're recognizing that there is stuff that they need to address and that like if they don't address it they're just part of the problem Mm. it's the elephant in the room you know yeah you can't get around it it's like maybe 20 years ago wouldn't have been as big of an issue maybe it would have been maybe we just didn't place as much value social media didn't exist yeah yeah as big yeah now it's like we are connected 24 7 to these artists i can go on my phone and look at taylor's instagram right now or ari's instagram and like watch her story and like see what she's up to and like we're so connected to these artists now yeah. I feel like, I mean, I was always a big fan of music before, but now I'm an even more of a fan because I have so much more access to their lives now. Yep. That sounds creepy, but no, it's true <laughs> though. And and that's why I think there is more pressure on celebrities and people to speak out about things is because, like, for example, Donald Trump recently was like, Well, of course I need to tweet, because how else would but I get my word out. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're the goddamn president of the United <laughs> States. You don't need Twitter. But Why does that make in other cases, oh my God, it's like, I don't understand how he yeah, even exists. That, but... January 20th. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. Um, but like, but that's the thing is like, you know, it's true. It's, it's like people didn't have as many, I mean, the president's always had voices. Don't get me wrong there. Like the president <laughs> does not need social media, but these other folks, I didn't really have a voice. And it wasn't like, it was like, if you're going to print a story in the newspaper, you know, yeah. it's, it's also why I, my parents are, you know, gung ho about like, well, the media is so biased now. And I'm like, the media has always been biased. It was just that you were reading your one newspaper. Yeah. Now I've got oh, papers on my phone. Exactly. So it's like the world's a different place now. So, and, it, and it, it makes me feel good that, you know, people like Ariana are speaking out and trying to not just sit back and relax and let the world happen around them. And they're actively engaged in their community, especially with their fan bases that they have, you know, like, like yeah. I mentioned, my gay friends are like, Oh, it's huge in the gay club when that song comes on. And it's like, that's, I mean, it, nowadays you can't, if you were, if Ariana were to come out against gay people. Oh my God. It would be lose half her fucking fan base. <laughs> it would be a, a mutiny, an absolute mutiny. 
I, true. oh my God, that, that sends a shockwave through my heart. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's kind of like when celebrities come out and support certain candidates, you're really taking a big risk. And a lot of people, I understand why a lot of people don't come out and support a candidate. I get it. But I think there's going to be more and more pressure in the future to get in front of that and get out there and support a candidate. At the very least, put a link to register to vote in your profile. At the very yeah. Right. Like you don't need to speak out other than that. Just like try and get people, young people to vote. Definitely. Definitely. Um, okay. Okay. So for... I'm curious what your favorite Ariana Grande song is. Oh, that's a good question. It's a million dollar question. I have so many favorite songs of hers. Um, it's funny because for a long time, I was not a huge Ari fan. Only in the last mm-hmm. couple of years, I've really gotten into her. I've always liked the singles, but nowadays I'm listening more to the f- albums from start to finish. Um, so that's how you know you're a true fan when you can like listen to an album start to finish and you just love it. So I think... One of my favorite Ariana songs is I, off the Dangerous Woman album, I love the song Into You. Oh, so I love good. that song. And that song brings me back to a very specific memory. It was summer of 2016 when the song came out and I was leading tours across the country um, for, a, for my, one of my former jobs, I was a tour guide. And when that song came out, I was leading a group of uh, passengers. We were doing a trip from Seattle to LA through like a bunch of different national parks and all 13 of my passengers and I loved that song. So we played it every day in the van. It was the first song we played in the van. It would be like seven o'clock in the morning. We'd be driving through like a beautiful placid place like Yellowstone National Park. And we would just bump into you by Ariana first thing in the morning. Like, (laughs) I love it. Conversation a little more. Oh, there's a buffalo in Yellowstone. Oh, look at that. <laughs> um, uh, I remember specifically driving into Dinosaur National Monument in southern Utah, rural area, a lot of Mormon tabernacles in the area, and just blasting that song. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. So much fun. I love that song. Um, another song off that album, um, Side to Side. Can we mm. talk about this? Oh my gosh, have you seen the music video? Yeah, I've seen the music video. <laughs> I keep joking. Like, I'm like, I would do a spin class to that song. Like, it's so, like, I love that music video. It's so good. It's so good. It's it's basically like softcore porn though, like that locker room scene. Oh Damn. yeah. Damn. Oh yeah. So this song, I'm not gonna lie, I really don't like this song, which is bizarre because I love Nicki Minaj. I love Ariana. I don't like the song though. I think it's kind of stupid. I think it's one of these songs where it's like, they're going for shock value. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't seem very authentic to me. Yeah, I was just about to say, it doesn't feel genuine. Like you're not really, who, name, okay. If you're a listener, email me or something, (laughs) find me on Instagram, but like, please tell me a time that you have walked side to side because of your dirty sex. Like, I don't care how dirty your sex was. You are walking pretty normal the next day. Unless it's non-consensual and it's rape, and then maybe. But then you should not be talking about it. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, it's so over the top, you know? It's ridiculous. 
walking side to side. It's like, so you're like hopping from left to right foot. Like, what does that, what does that mean? You're like straddling as you walk down the street. Like, love it. I mean, well, to be fair, she was dating Pete Davidson at this time, right? From what I hear, he's. Was she for the, for a dangerous woman? She was with Pete Davidson, I think for that album. And rumor has it around Hollywood that he's pretty well endowed. <laughs> Wait, I thought she was with him for Sweetener. She wasn't with him for two years, was she? Because those your albums are like two years apart. Hmm. Good question. I'm gonna look Maybe she was. Maybe I just don't know. I feel I like she was with Pete. But I feel like they dated for like two seconds. They were together for I think a couple years. They were engaged. So we need to talk about this. We have to talk about Pete Davidson. We can't so, not. Yeah. yeah love him to pieces i think he's hilarious um he's born on november 16th which is coming up next week so happy early birthday pete Uh, (laughs) it's my sister's birthday too um i think he's really funny i think their relationship was kind of sad like they met on snl ariana was on snl i think in 2014 and that's where they met and um they started dating and yeah and he, they were engaged in, I think, 2016, 2018. Um, it was definitely when she released Sweetener because Sweetener has a song called Pete Davidson. Yeah. So, so in June 2018, Davidson confirmed he was engaged to Ariana Grande, but the engagement was called off in October of 2018. They were engaged for three months. Um, does not say when they met. I'm assuming they met when she was on SNL. She's been on SNL twice, once in 2013, once I think in 2015 as well. So I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that's how they met, but it doesn't say exactly when they started dating. Um, But yeah, I've heard he's very well endowed. Maybe the song was inspired by him. I don't know. I'm speculating here. I mean, I love love that. I love that for her. I hope it's from Pete. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Um, but yeah, so Pete Davidson, that was kind of a weird relationship. Like Pete has had a couple of very high profile girlfriends. I think he dated Kate Beckinsale. He dated Ariana. Um, you know, he's dated different models and like, he's, I think maybe women date him because they want to try to like take care of him because he has a lot of like mental health issues and he lost his dad in 9-11 and he's, you know, had kind of a difficult life. Yeah. But he must be like the goofiest person to date. Like, I can't imagine having like a serious conversation with him, you know? It's funny because like, I feel like when they first started dating, people were like, I can't see those two together. And I was like, I could absolutely see them together, first of all. And second of all, I absolutely have always looked for humor in a man like that is the sexiest quality to me so like I could see the why she would want to be with somebody like Pete who is really funny like that to me like I remember the moment I fell in love with my husband was when he wrote me I got hit by a car on my bike uh in Boston and I was it was fine it was like very minor um like they nicked the back of my tire or whatever. So like, as I was like going across the street, so it was like, it was fine. But I texted my husband, my boyfriend at the time, we weren't even like officially dating. I don't think maybe we were, but I texted him and I was like, just got hit by a car. Like, 
I'm fine, um, but I'm going to work. I worked at a coffee shop at the time. Mm. And I showed up to the coffee shop and he showed up like maybe half an hour later. He lived not too far from the coffee shop and he had made me a homemade card. Oh, that's so sweet. Very sweet, right? You think it's really sweet. He made me a homemade card. And then on the outside, it said, I'd hit that. And then on the inside, it said, with a taxi. And that was the moment where I was like, I love this man. He's, I need to spend my life with him. So like, I can totally get that she would be humor, even if he's not like the conventionally attractive, especially because she's so conventionally attractive, you know, it's like such a strange couple to look at. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they were photographed like a lot during their relationship, obviously. And Pete Davidson is, is always wearing some like weird hat. Or like some stupid t-shirt and she looks so put together and so like classy and elegant i'm like is she really going out with that guy like, really? like no shade to pete i'm sure he's a wonderful person and i would love to hang out with him pete if you want to hang out call me um, but like <laughs> uh i just didn't see them together like i don't know it's very fair it's such a weird thing and that was he's either really funny or really good in bed and maybe that's both. Cool. I don't know or both I mean I'm sure he's great I'm sure it's great she wrote a song about him so that's cool I love that song too I yeah it's so I know it's like short and sweet but I thought it was like I'm like I wish somebody had written that song about me even if we broke up like that's the sweetest song it's a really sweet song it's only a minute 14 it's super short but the chorus is really good. It's got a nice little groove to it. It's got a nice little rhythm. It's a song that I wish was longer because I love the rhythm and that the beat to that song. I think it's really catchy. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Same. That's like, I feel like on every album, there's a song, not even just Ariana, just like every album, there's a song where I'm like, I wish this were longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's definitely the one where I'm like, I love this song. I thought so. I mean, that whole album really was for Pete, which is like really sweet. Yeah. I remember like watching her Instagram stories when she was releasing the album or like right before when she was like promoting it. And like, she'd have all these videos of like Pete being like so stoked about the album and like, oh, I love this song. This is my favorite song of the album. And I was like, this is so sweet. I could see why she loves him because he was like a hype man. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure Pete is a really great guy and I'm sure that he's a catch. Why did they break up? Why didn't they get married? I don't remember. I feel like she left him, but I'm not sure why. Oh, that makes me sad. I know. I just hope Pete's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Is he okay? I think so. I feel like he's been, he's done some stuff since then. He's been pretty successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He had that one um, Amazon film and he's still on SNL. So I'm sure he's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day there's hope they'll get back together. It's funny too, because I remember like, I have never been, like, I think Pete is funny. Pete Davidson's a funny guy, but um, I also, one of my favorite comedians is John Mulaney mm-hmm. and like him and Pete Davidson are like besties. And I remember yeah. the, so that was another reason why I think I liked Pete and Ariana together is because I was like, well, if John Mulaney likes Pete, there's gotta be something good in him because John Mulaney is like hilarious and seems like such a nice like down-to-earth person yeah yeah they were both on SNL recently um I was watching like a SNL clip on YouTube and it was Pete Davidson and John Mulaney on Weekend Update and they just like riff off each other they're hilarious together they're like freaking frack they're so 
funny. I love them. I'll have to watch that because I have not yet. So good. Um, so who is Ari dating now, now that she's not with Pete anymore? I don't remember his name. She doesn't mention him much, but she's definitely dating somebody. Like She started dating somebody maybe a few months ago or maybe right before quarantine or something. Which I'm like, that makes sense that she's having such a sexual album because obviously she's beginning a sexual relationship with a new person. So mm-hmm. yeah, she is dating a guy named Dalton Gomez, who's apparently on some, he's like a real estate agent or something. Yeah, he's a real estate agent in LA. Yeah. And has sold to like famous people, but refuses to go on whatever. I don't watch reality TV, but apparently there's a reality TV show about like LA realtors and he's like refusing to go on it. Sunset. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that show. I love it. So good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big reality TV fan, but I admit I love selling Sunset. It's incredible. I mean, I really just started watching it for like the Beverly Hills homes. Yeah. I'm really into like real estate porn. That's my thing. Oh, love. It's great for real estate porn. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so apparently he, his name is Dalton Gomez. He's an LA real estate agent. And they've been together for a few months. They've been quarantining together. So yeah, the singer confirmed their relationship in her Stuck With You music video on May 8th. On May 26th, Grande gave Gomez his proper first Instagram shout out. So it's Instagram official. So I guess we're <laughs> together. That's very sweet. I mean, I'm, I, I hope it works out, but it's, really it is sweet that she has like that, that she had that song. Thank you next where she like mm-hmm. acknowledges that all of her previous relationships have, you know, helped her like learn something. I'm like, that's a, that's also a really nice lesson to teach people is like, it's okay to date. It's okay that the person that you're dating or that just jumped to you, like, wasn't the one and like, you're going to find somebody else and it's going to be yeah. fine. Or you won't find somebody else and you'll just be alone and happy. Like that's okay too. Yeah. So I, I do like that. I love like the, the, you know, the mission statement behind that song. It's like, that song is equal parts thank God it didn't work out and I'm doing better because you taught me things and now I'm a better person for it. And another equal part of I'm going to be okay all by myself. I'm ready for the next one. So thank you for this time together. I'm glad it didn't work out, but thank you. I'm grateful for our experience together. And now moving on to the next one. And yeah, I, I remember the, the first time I listened to it, I, when she said like, um, I, plus I met some, someone else we're having better discussions I know they say I move on too fast but this one's gonna last because her name is Ari and I was like oh my god that's so sweet <laughs> I <don't> self-care <laughs> I'm like this is so nice I love it yeah I think that song is like it's like a little snarky but it's also just like thank you I'm grateful for this experience yeah. you didn't work out but that's okay I met someone else we're having better discussions her name's Ari I just wipe a tear here. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. I don't even know if I could pick a favorite Ariana Grande song. I can pick like maybe two off of each album. Like that's how seriously in love I am with all of her songs. You know what I mean? I, I, I could not agree more. So let's go favorite songs and then we'll wrap it up. How okay. That? Let's okay. go favorite songs album by album, but I'm going to be honest. I only started listening after like Dangerous Woman and on. Okay. Yeah. So that's fine. So do you want to do yours truly? Are you familiar with that one? 
Yeah, let me pull it up. Or I can I can just tell you my favorite song. It's The Way by Mac Miller. With with her and Mac Miller. So this oh. song again features another song. It's very similar to the big pun song from back in the 90s. I don't want to be a player no more. Mac Miller basically sings that chorus in this song. That's sweet. And Mac Miller was a rapper from Pittsburgh who unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that being a big deal. Yeah, that was really the biggest song from this album. I think yours truly is not, not many people have listened to it. Yeah. Um, But my everything, this is a great song or great album. What are some of your favorite songs off this album? Let's see. I'm just looking at it. I think I really liked um, one last time. And that was like a big deal when she she sang that, I think, at the concert that I went to. And people yeah. like were stoked about it. That song, I think, just really showcases how she can belt and project her voice and carry those really long phrases and long notes, too. Yeah. It's a really hard song to sing. Right? <sighs> really hard. That's a great song. I love the song Break Free with Zed. That's oh yeah that one's good too great banger so good and love me harder by her in the weekend this song is just like got this great pulsating beat it makes you feel like you're like driving on the freeway accelerating like building up really high then the chorus comes in and it's like again she does a really good job of building up these songs yeah love that one love that one oh, so good um what's what's next next album is dangerous woman yeah oh my gosh i don't even know if i can pick one song i okay so off of this album i literally love every song on this album except for like maybe two of them Mm -hmm. um i think my favorite ones from this one are definitely dangerous woman because it's just like sexy and Mm -hmm. she belts it out and just sounds so good but it's still such a it's just like i just love it and then obviously Into You is an amazing song. And then I also really, really like Greedy. I think Greedy is such an excellent song. Greedy is a banger. And again, it shows you just how powerful her voice is. It's a really bold song. It's a really loud song. Like she comes in hot. I'm going to play the, the first, the beginning of the song. She's yeah. She comes in real hot at the start of that song. Um, so I, I love Greedy for, for a lot of reasons. Um, just again, shows you how powerful her voice is. Oh, for sure. It just, and I just feel like her like harmonization in that song is so good too. Mm-hmm. She's excellent. I love Every Day, the song Free oh. Future. So good. So good. Kind of like put on and just pop your head too. Every day, every day. It's so good. I feel like most of the songs, the Ariana Grande songs that I played at my wedding were from that album because they're just so good. Yeah. This album, Dangerous Woman, I think was like a really mature album for her. I think she really kind of came into her own on this album. She had a little more say creatively what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, I think was a lot more assertive on this record. Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, Another song, Bad Decisions is a great one um I so I sang in high school and college and I love to try to like sing her songs and emulate her 
cannot sing this song. It's really difficult to sing. <laughs> She's so good. It's such a good song. She, the chorus of the song is, I want to make bad decisions. And she's singing these massive phrases at the chorus here. Like you have to have breath for days to belt out these notes. Yep. Um, I just don't know. Like she's such a tiny person. She's five, two, she's like a hundred pounds. I'm like, how can you have that much capacity in your rib cage and in your lungs? It's truly amazing. And she does such a good job of just as a singer and as somebody who she knows her range really well and like it that was the thing I honestly thought that her live performance was going to be worse like I was like waiting for it it's just like oh it's not going to be as good like everyone that you've ever seen in concert is just like out of breath at their concerts or like just can't project enough for it to like or it just gets like their voice gets hoarse you know they're 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 performing so much but like she truly has the voice of an angel she sounded better in person than she does on her albums and I remember being like what Mm -hmm. like how is that even possible she just has such control over her vocals I'm curious what her pre-show rituals are and like like I know it's funny I remember when she was posting some videos of her and Pete and she was like giggling and I remember people um this was when she was touring and I remember people or maybe she was recording but I remember people judging her and being like why is she like why is she singing why is she talking in that weird voice it was like like you know like when you're normally talking like you have a little bit of vocal fry and that's just kind of how like she talks like almost in a whisper Mm. in like this really sweet tone like this and people were like why is she doing that? I hate that she sounds so fake and I hate that she's not laughing. And it's like, she's literally doing that to protect her vocal cords. And I think that's like wild. And so like, she's so serious about it. And I think that's really important. Like I'm curious what her like pre-show and her, her during tour rituals would be. I would love to see her warm up. Right. I've got her sound check. I would love to see that. I'm curious as to what her regime is to keep herself healthy uh it's really easy to burn out your vocal cords i mean ask adele (laughs) or john mayer or anyone who's been on tour for as long as she has it's super easy to get burned out um and when she was a kid i know that she was in musical theater and she was singing with orchestras when she was a kid in florida she worked with a lot of different vocal coaches when she was younger and she actually has this really incredible four octave range which not many other artists have mariah carey has a four octave range Whitney Houston did and um, Ariana can do four octaves plus that whistle tone so when she does that super high I'm not even going to try to emulate it here super high she's going to like another register in her voice so it's so cool yeah it's amazing it's amazing I need to have like a proper vocalist come on this show and break it down for me yeah I know a little bit about it I need to dig in more I need to figure out how to do that how she does it because I'm just amazed. It's, it's incredible. incredible to listen yeah. to, and she has such control over it. She does, yeah, and just her breath work is incredible, um, and she's a great songwriter, so she's writing most of these songs as well. So on Sweetener, for example, she wrote a lot of these songs here. Um, I think God is a Woman is one of the best songs on this album. Love it. So, so good. So empowering. Um, no Tears Left to Cry is a great one, too. That, I think, is it's a really cool video and it's a fun kind of more empowering song. 
you know i love that song she also has a song on this album with missy elliott which love is that song so good i mean Nicki minaj is on this album pharrell and missy elliott i have the, the trifecta there come on yeah <laughs> i think um she opened her concert i think she did it for every show but she opened every show for a sweetener slash um thank you next with raindrops and it was just like such a fun one to start like she starts under the she started like under the stage like singing you couldn't see her yet but she's starting just no I mean because it's just her singing in the song it's not like there's no music in the background so it's just her singing and so she starts every concert just singing and you're like she's a goddamn angel oh my god (gasps) she's awesome that album or that um record's actually available on spotify it's a sweetener live tour oh really oh good yes on spotify oh my gosh gonna listen to that absolutely (laughs) because i loved it but i think my favorites from the like that's the so this is the first album that i remember like i love dangerous woman that's what turned me on to ari but like this album was it for me i think this is her best album i think album hands down hands down i rain we've got raindrops which i love we've got i think rem is such a good song God is a woman is amazing. I think sweetener and successful are so good. Mm-hmm. And then you have breathing, which is just yeah. like such yeah. an, like a good, powerful song as well. Like it's literally just like nonstop bangers. It's an anthem. Breathing is an anthem. It really is. It's like, I put that on when I'm like middle of a long run and I need to pick me up and I'll just be like, all right, I'm like 20 miles into this. I'm about to throw on some Ari and pound this out. And it makes me like feel, it makes me tear up when I listen to it. It's so good. Yeah, it's definitely a you got this, you can keep going kind of song. Exactly. Love it. And Pete Davidson, love that song. I know it's too short, but I love it. And Good Night and Go. Like all of the songs in this album are so good. The Imogen Heap cover of Good Night and Go, I did not it, I did not see that coming for one. <laughs> right. I'm listening to the album, I'm like, wait, is this an Imogen Heap song? What? She sprinkles these little nuggets across her records. She's so good. I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. So Sweetener's a great album. She won a Grammy for this album. I think it's going to be the best album. I think she'll be best remembered for Sweetener. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I think it also helps that she, like, I like that she released Thank You Next the next year and she did a tour with both of those albums. Like, I think that was a really smart decision for her. And it's, I also don't even think it was a decision for her. I think she she like that whole sweetener album was written when she was dating Pete and she was engaged to Pete and she like just wrote all these really sweet songs about how like how sweet life was now that she had found somebody like Pete and then she immediately followed it up with that like while we broke up and instead of letting you all ruminate on this for two years while I write this album and like come up with the perfect songs I'm just gonna get my feelings out there on this album and just say all these things that I've been I've been feeling since I broke up with my ex you know like I think that's really it was a really smart move business-wise and I think she did she just like you'd think like the one following sweetener wouldn't be as good Mm -hmm. but I think it's just incredible yeah I mean her her albums kind of parallel her life and her personal life you know um sweetener was also the album that came after the the bombing in Manchester oh yeah yeah so I think um that's why the album wasn't released until like two and a half years after Dangerous Woman. Like she had plans to release Sweetener much earlier. She was working with Pharrell on that record, but after the bombing, she took some time off and 
it wasn't until like two and a half years later that the album actually came out which was unusual for her because she had released albums 2013 2014 2015 yep 2016 dangerous woman and she released sweetener 2018 and thank you next 2019 like she does things in pretty quick succession yeah so there was a big gap between sweetener and dangerous woman probably worth for the wait. Lots of reasons yeah yeah um but worth the wait absolutely and sweetener was a really lovely love record i think and then mm-hmm. thank you next was more of a empowering like i'm not with you anymore but i'm gonna be okay kind of album yeah same um and i love it and the, the funny thing about this album is she puts her three singles that were the most popular songs off the record at the end of the album i know right yeah so seven rings thank you next and break up with your girlfriend are tracks number 10 11 12 on this album i wonder why she did that maybe she wanted people to listen to the other songs first you know it's funny too thinking about it because i like my initial thought of this the her most recent album is that the end of it is better than the beginning of it hmm I just find like there's like five songs in a row at the end of the album that I'm like I love these but the first ones I'm like meh but I do think that like on thank you next imagine is such a good opener it's uh, it reminds me a little bit of the the sweetener opener where it's just more of like her just showing off her vocal range and like I think needy and NASA are two of my favorite songs off of the album so I think she had some like really she started it similarly than she did to as she did to sweetener and then she busted out these two like really sweet fun songs and then she got into like the other ones that are definitely aren't as good but are still very good songs like I don't love like Bloodline but Bloodline's another one where it's just like her being like I don't want to date you I just want to have sex with you and you're like cool like you're clearly moving past your ex that's fine and then you get fake smile which is really sweet and it's just like you know she's just like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be enjoying something that I'm not enjoying which is also empowering in and of itself Mm -hmm. and then you have makeup which I love I think makeup is a really good song too yeah and then you have ghost in which is sad and then you have in my head and then you get to those three bangers, you know? So it's like, she definitely starts out strong and then ends strong, I think. But she definitely did leave the three best for last, for sure. I think that's a that's a flex right there. That's like a huge flex. Like, she knows she's, like, popular enough at this point that she doesn't have to put, like, her top song at the top of the track list, you know? Just people are going to listen to it. Of course. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to put these songs at the very end make other people to listen, make people to listen to my other songs first. Right. With the treats of listening to my singles at the end of the record. Yes. Yeah, kind of like Positions. She does, Positions is by far the best song on this album, the next album. And it's also the 12th out of 14th song. Yeah. That's a power move right there. Ari. Love it. Just getting after it. I am on board with all of this. Um, <laughs> so her last album, Positions, her most recent album, what are your favorite songs on this one? You know, I think I like 34, 35, even though it's really dirty. I still really like it. Um, I actually don't like any of the ones where she has other people on it. I don't know why. I just, I didn't like the Doja Cat one. I didn't like the Weekend one. I didn't like the Dollar Sign one. I just, I think her best songs off this album are 34, 35, Just Like Magic, um, I really liked love language and then positions. Those are like probably my top ones. I also like POV. Like I think that that's that's more of a I don't think I like that one because of the song necessarily, but I like the like 
the lyrics and the idea behind it just being like I wish I could love myself the way that you love me and like that's a sweet thing to think like I think constantly to myself like why'd my husband marry me you know but it's like he sees something beautiful in me and that is something to to like appreciate yeah I I'm gonna disagree with you on this <gasps> I think the songs with The Weeknd and Ty Dolla Sign are two of the best songs on the album I think the song with Doja Cat is just like meh it's whatever yeah. I love 34 plus 35 I love Just Like Magic i Personally, I love The Weeknd with all of my heart. So I think they're- I like The Weeknd too. That's why I was kind of surprised by it. I just think they're, I don't know. I just wasn't jiving with it. Maybe I just haven't listened to it enough. Like maybe after t- 10 more times, I'll be like, I love it. <laughs> I think there's their voices mesh well together. Yeah, for sure. That's why I like that song. Um, I love Ty Dolla Sign, so I'm a fan of this song. I love my hair and positions and POV. So- they're my favorite songs from the from this album so far. And I'm probably gonna find a new song that I love later on tonight. So yeah, same. Album. I also think it's funny how like in quarantine, Taylor Swift released Folklore, which is like her indie folksy record. And Ariana's like, I'm coming out with a record called Positions. Like, what girl, what have you been doing all quarantine? <laughs> I do love it. Oh my gosh. I also love Taylor Swift's album. That's probably my favorite album of quarantine thus far. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm going to do a whole episode on Taylor Swift too. So we can dive back into that too. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, well, this was so much fun. We've been talking for a long time and it's been amazing. Um, Agreed. So thank you so much for joining me. This was such a fun Zoom call or podcast recording. And we're going to release this podcast probably next week. So it's going to be some good pre-Thanksgiving podcast listening for you. We've got a long some, drive coming up. Some podcast feasting before the feasting begins. Exactly. And speaking of feasting, um, for every podcast episode that I'm doing, I'm going to create a artist playlist on Spotify as well. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm going to create an Ariana Grande playlist on Spotify. It's going to have a lot of these songs we were talking about on the podcast, plus artists that inspired Ariana. So you can hopefully get a sense of the music that she likes, the music that she was inspired by. I'm going to put some Whitney Houston on this playlist, some Mariah Carey on this playlist, and a lot of Ariana. So if you've got a long drive coming up for Thanksgiving, hope everybody enjoys it and you guys listen to it. And um Colleen, thanks so much for being my my first guest on my show. It's been so fun. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored. This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> so much fun. Okay. Um, well, I'll send you the link when the podcast comes out. We can promote it on all of our socials. And um, let's do this again. This was great. Awesome. Sounds good. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, have a good night. Good luck with that warm weather in Texas. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye, see ya. Bye.